0: He's Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome Welcome back back to to Two two Physical Therapists
1: and a Bag of Chips. I lost you there. I'm sorry. That's okay. We were almost perfectly synchronized. I went
0: formal and you went uh, informal. Informal.
1: That's how I roll. That's
0: fine. That's great, though. Uh, Today, we're going to cover the total ankle replacement, also known as the total ankle arthroplasty, but that's harder to say. T-A-A. T-A-A. That's correct. Yeah, Yeah. That is correct. And then we are going to review the Chex Mix Hot and Spicy Ghost Pepper.
1: Compliments of Gene Smith. It's just danger on here. Scary hot. We got water. We're good. I can't be hotter than the ghost pepper. I don't think it's that hot.
0: It doesn't smell. It still looks a little red. Yeah. We'll see. But total ankle arthroplasty. Pretty rare. Yeah. In the grand
1: scheme of arthroplasties.
0: Yeah, it really is quite rare. It is. It had its highest growth point in the mid-90s, per, which, per, per, which is odd, for the research. Yeah. Uh, so it is about 40% lower in the early 2000s in terms of frequency than it was in the 90s. So.
1: You know why that was? Because they weren't working very it well? it was a shitty replacement, yeah. yeah. It's not a good surgery. Uh,
0: which is in sharp contrast to the hip and the shoulder and the knee, which have gone way up and have and are continuing to, to increase on a year over year basis. Yeah. So it really is a very rare procedure even today. I mean, we've only we've we've seen a few recently. I've and, and seen heard of a few more.
1: I've seen 4 in the last 20 years,
0: which is a which is a ton.
1: Two, yeah, <laughs> 2 in the last. Well, that, that that was because one of the physicians I was working with was experimenting with some. Oh. And Two of those were, were um, or one of those was a redo. A redo? She, she, yeah, she had one done in, like, 93, 94, mm-hmm. and then um, it, uh, no, 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 that's not true, 2003. And then that one, that one didn't work out. It actually started growing bone um, through the prosthesis, Yeah. which is not a good thing. So uh, that, that became a redo. And she actually did pretty well with that, with the, with the redo, which is, um. that's good. Yeah. It's it's a tough joint to replace just because of the the arthrokinematics. It's a very
0: small space to replace, which makes it even which makes it so difficult, I think also. I mean there's multiple reasons why it's difficult. Yeah. There's not just one obviously. But they have gone through a whole bunch of different styles of replacement. Uh, they're generally referred to as constrained or unconstrained. We're not going to bother with the specific details there. But some of the early ones that have now fallen out of favor, and they're just sort of fun to say, is the St. George Buckholtz, the Imperial College of London Hospital, the Irvine Ankle Tar, the Richard Smith Tar, and the Mayo Tar. Are, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Mayo Tar? Yeah. That's awesome. Are
0: all forms of ankle replacement design that did not work. And so these, I mean, the Mayo Clinic, the, the Imperial College of London, I mean, these are all pretty highly, highly respected, well performing medical places that just weren't able to, to kind of figure it out initially.
1: It, it shows you how complex the human body is because you can, you can design an exact replica of what the joint surface looks like, put it in a joint, and it's going to fail. Yeah. Because the forces that are being created within the joint are so tremendous that um, the, the material just doesn't hold up. And as Jimmer mentioned, one of the most significant issues was bone loss.
0: So you would replace the joint and then the bone would, would, around it would die. So you get into necrosis, which is something we have talked about a little bit as well. I mean, the wear pattern was massively a problem in design and also just the amount of stress and then deformation around the tissue. So you have the, the implant, and then, as you mentioned, bone growth into the implant would occur. Yeah. So you've kind of already seen all of these problems, the main problems, in just four opportunities. Yeah, so. which,
1: which is probably why we don't see that many. It's, it's just not a, it's not a thing that, that a lot of surgeons look forward to doing. And as a matter of fact, they would probably recommend fusing the ankle joint before they would bother with, with the replacement. Yeah, the ankle fusion has been,
0: I mean, way more successful in just about every way. Uh, the only difference is is that you, when you fuse an ankle, there's no range of motion in the ankle. And this can lead to some additional uh, kinematic issues related to the knee and the hip and the back and that sort of stuff because you no longer have you know, tibial progression over the foot when you walk, and
1: that can lead to some other issues down yeah. the road. But from a pain perspective? And a, and a function brilliant. perspective, yeah.
0: it really makes, historically, I mean, maybe we'll see something new here that starting kind of around now and into the future, but historically, you know, a total ankle replacement was really a, a poor option.
1: Yeah, and, and again, um, Christian mentioned that we, we've seen some recently, and, and they, are, they actually are doing relatively well. Um, It it was also a last resort type um, surgery and that may contribute to the the limited success rate where surgeons are are trying other things and you end up with so much more function loss that by the time you get to the point of putting an ankle replacement in, uh, you know, there's been so much muscle wasting and bone wasting and other deterioration of the joint Uh, onset of stiffness, capsular restrictions change in mechanics and all of those combined could uh, contribute to the fact that you know it's it's just not a very successful surgery
0: that is really well said talking about just the ankle replacement the expected lifespan is supposed to be 10 to 20 years which is uh i mean probably a little lower than the other ones just in general there's a fair amount of restrictions compared to you know, shoulder and ankle or shoulder and hip and knee replacements. Uh, you're non weight bearing for, for generally six weeks. You're oftentimes casted uh, for those initial six weeks. Uh, that puts you on a knee scooter or at the very least uh, on a four wheeled walker. Uh, once you come out of the cast, you're usually in a walking boot for, for uh, another kind of four to six weeks, depending. Most people deal pretty heavily with, with a lot of inflammation, so a lot of swelling in the area. Uh, which is, is quite uncomfortable and also difficult when you're in a cast to manage because you can run into some other issues. I was able to find an official protocol, which is kind of interesting, and this protocol says return to sport within uh, 16 weeks or so, which is about four months, which I think is probably a little unrealistic maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I just but don't think the population really uh, agrees with return to sport.
1: That's pretty, um, That's pretty advanced.
0: And so, uh, you know, the first basically 10 to 14 weeks, it's, uh, you know, manage inflammation, work on range of motion, try to get some strength going as able, and then try to get a gait pattern in there at some point. So between 10 and 14 weeks is really when you can start to begin to weight bear kind of normally in a shoe, which would allow you to then kind of walk normally. So it's definitely not just an easy Joint replacement recovery at all, whereas with a hip, you know, most people are standing day of. Uh, you know, with a knee, you're full weight bearing, no problem. With a total shoulder, you're a little sore, but you can certainly do everything you want. Uh, the ankle is is substantially more limiting procedure right off the bat.
1: Yeah, and I think the the other problem, in addition to that, anybody who's had any kind of ankle injury or foot injury or surgery will agree, it's tricky to to control swelling um, in the foot. And so even though you might be released to wear a shoe, a lot of people can't put a shoe on, which will prohibit you from, you know, working on on balance, stability, on proper gait. So yeah, I think the 16 weeks is pretty, pretty um, optimistic, yeah. The other
0: piece of, research stuff was that they continued to emphasize that in younger individuals uh, fusion was probably more functional which is always sort of interesting because they're trying to sell an ankle as having increased range of motion which would lead to better function you would think but they really still did were not finding evidence to support the use of an ankle replacement in in younger individuals um, which is like 50 and under so yeah um,
1: it's it's a um it's it's an interesting conundrum yeah, you know what? What, what to do um, until the um, the development of you know cartilage replacement therapy um, becomes a little bit better. I think I think for most severe arthritic ankles, the fusion is the better the better option at this point in time. Um, unless unless the, the the quality of the prosthesis improves, but um, and, and we
0: may start to see that here in the in the near future, but.
1: Well, I think overall there's not a lot of uh, incentive to do ankle replacement surgeries and and development because it's probably got to be a small percentage of the overall joint replacements. I think you'd see a ton more hips and knees. In um, any event. So, you know, that may not be where the money is.
0: Yeah. No, there's...
1: And it's all about the money.
0: Eventually. I think we should go to trivia.
1: Yeah, let's do it. That was a great trivia question, by the way.
0: Last week's trivia question, which African nation has the most pyramids? It was Sudan, which is just on the southern border of Egypt there, but there are more than 200 pyramids in Sudan, whereas Egypt, known for the Great Pyramids, has, you know, around 100. So there's almost twice as many pyramids in Sudan than there are in Egypt. There so, you have it. That's pretty That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Got to give uh, full credit to, uh, to Mrs. Hecky. Where to go? She got, she got it, and then also uh, a friend of my mom's, Ingrid, ha- was actually just in Sudan and went to the pyramids. So oh, cool! So she met, she threw it out there, which is pretty awesome. But this week's question, uh, we're gonna stay geographical here. Which two countries share the longest border?
1: Oh, good one! I had another good one too, but I'll save it for we'll next we'll week's geographical week? one. Yeah. We'll use that next week. Which two countries share the longest border? That's correct. All right. I think I got this, but I'm not going to say. Well, okay, good. So we are on
0: to chips or Chex mix, which is not super chippy at all. Yeah, but it's, it's actually, in the chip
1: aisle. It's actually not chippy at all.
0: But so we got to thank you to Jean for bringing us the hot and spicy ghost peppers. Chip care yeah. ratio uh, Happy of Birthday, Jean. Yes, happy birthday, Jean. 34. She looks fantastic. She looks, she looks great. Yeah. She's really doing, doing well. Keeping you know, the mental faculties are staying alive. So yeah, well
1: good. we keep her on our toes. That's good. Um anyway, sorry about interrupting a bit. No, the, you're good. Uh, chip Chipped chip air, ratio. To air
0: ratio, we're going forty five percent. This is I mean, none of these things break really, so you've got the, the bagel bits and the pretzels and the little tuby things and then the checks as you're as you're kinda used yeah, to see. Those are called checks, those? These they? these things are checks. Checks. Yeah. And that's
1: what people put that's cereal, right? That's cereal, yeah. It's yeah. A cereal. So why would you put hot stuff on? Do you still put it in your cereal, the checks mix? I don't think you okay. add
0: milk to this. I, no, know. Okay. But they also use it, in, you know, around the holidays for chocolate and, it's just
1: odd. and I'm just, sugar medium. You know? It's definitely not a. Not and they make trail mix out of it. They right? do.
0: Yeah. Well, Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I wouldn't. Anyway, we're gonna try. Uh, I'm gonna start with just the actual Chexy thing. That's it's this smel- one. It right? smells hot. It's hotter than I thought it would be, actually.
1: Yeah, it's um, definitely not a
0: not a ghost pepper tombstone situation, but
1: no, it's not bad. No, it's okay. Well, the spice of me. I'm
0: gonna try a bagel bit here. Not nearly as hot the bagel
1: bit there. Excuse me, that is the the chexy stuff. It's not the hot. The tubi thing, what are these? I don't know, tubi things. Pretzel
0: also not hot.
1: Do remind me a little bit of um in the Netherlands we have um like Chinese mix. Yeah. Which has like um the tubi things and I'm not gonna eat a pretzel. Pretzels are disgusting.
0: Tubi things also not really hot.
1: Well. Uh, um, I think if you get like one that has a lot more like this one.
0: I mean, the checks have the heat on them that's, yeah. that they're holding. I mean, they're a grid pattern, right? I think there's some heat inside of them, some flavoring inside of them.
1: all right I mean, so, cr- cruncher's good. I mean, so I'm, I'm torn because I like chip. the heat, yep. but I don't. I wouldn't eat this stuff. So what do I do? Oh, if, you don't, if you're not going to eat it, it's a thumb
0: down. You know, I think that's the way it goes. Yeah. But if, if you're...
1: <clears throat> but you're, I wouldn't eat it because it's hot.
0: I no, wouldn't eat it because I
1: don't like it. Because it's cereal. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna go with thumb down. You know, thumb down.
0: I'm, I've had checks before. There's a lot of different kinds of checks mixes out there. I'm gonna give it a thumb up. We're gonna kinda of go neutral on this thing. I mean, the ghost pepper flavor is fine. It's hotter than I thought it would be. It's not scary hot. That would definitely not is not as
1: hot as the ghost pepper chips that we've had. No, those um, were
0: those were much, much hotter.
1: This is something that I could that I could keep eating, spice wise or heat wise, but yeah. I just don't enjoy it. No just eating cereal. I think that's a fair fair
0: review. Thank you for listening today. Next week we're going to go over the Parsonage Turner syndrome,
1: Ooh, also known as the Parsnip Turnip syndrome, renamed by uh, one of my close friends. Yeah, uh, this is a brachial neuritis
0: or neurologic amyotrophy. So yeah, it's be, like be prepared a- for some big words.
1: It's like uh, ALS, but then totally different. Because <laughs> a myotrophy comes up in ALS, yes, it does. right?
0: Yes, That's the A. Uh, we're going to do a truffle, truffle, a truffle chip off next week. We have the ooh la la, black truffle. Huh. Going against the Trader Joe's white truffle.
1: Ooh, one of those I, I think I uh, delivered. I, I, yeah, probably.
0: I don't remember. Uh, If you like the show today, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you're looking for information about ankle replacement, follow us on Instagram and Twitter throughout the week. If you want to find out more about Rebound Therapy, go ahead and check out our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thank you for listening.